0: I want you to open your Bibles this morning to the Gospel of John, chapter 20. We've been talking the, the last several weeks about the topic of victory, uh, complete victory, overcoming victory. As we've entered into this this year, this new year, we know that that's a theme, that that's something that God is doing. He wills it, He desires it, so He's released then that uh, as a, an opportunity, it's like I never did a lot of surfing, but I used to I, I grew up on the lake water skiing and various things, and I know like catching a certain you know uh, flow and, and moving you know and especially with surf, you know you catch the wave and you ride the wave on end. so what God is doing right now he 's releasing the opportunity for his saints to walk in victory in complete victory, and the way that that is expressed is complete victory over your enemy, and we know who the enemy is. Jesus said, the thief comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you might have life. Now, life. And he said, in life to the full or more abundantly. Not just, hey, sucking air and growing old. Not just life that we think, you know, it, that we're just um, another day, another day. But this is eternal life. This is zoe, the Greek word zoe. It's a very special kind of life. It's the life... As God has it, so we want to look at this today. We've talked about some specific topics of prayer and faith, and uh, you know how these things go together. Thank God that He's given to us the Holy Spirit to help us in our prayer. We we talked about that a few weeks ago when we were talking about prayer. We're there in Ephesians six eighteen. Paul says, "And pray in the Spirit on all occasions." And, and so we can pray in the Spirit, and the Spirit, he says in Romans 8, 26, helps us. He helps us in our weakness, and our weakness is we don't know how to pray. When we acknowledge that, when we admit that, then we will open ourselves up for help. But when we think we know how to pray, and when we think we know it all, how many of you know that that's when we mess up? The Bible says pride goes before destruction and the haughty spirit before a fall. So I want to, every day I want to say, okay... Holy Spirit, I need help today. I think I know what I need to pray for, but that 's probably just me what i 'm thinking now I need to pray in accordance with god 's will, so help me today to pray and so the Holy Spirit helps us, and so we 're finding that these major topics, these major things in our in our spiritual life prayer, faith, hope, uh, you know praise, believing all these things are we talk about it we come in contact with it through the word all the time but how do they really work together and and I've taught series on every one of these and but man every day I'm seeing a more intricate meshing together and I want to get it right you know I want to get it right I used to do some uh, trim carpentry you know and and you can just chop off you know but close to 45-degree angle if you're going to do one of those corners. But man, if you just get it just perfect where the, the, that, the ends of that board just meet up and you can't hardly tell where it turns, it's just perfect together. Yeah, that looks so good. You know, it's just it's perfect. I want, you know, these things to be perfectly aligned that when I'm before the Father, you know, I have confidence and assurance, but I want it to be together, I, and I want the Holy Spirit to help me to be able to mesh these together because we can't afford to miss the mark when we pray. Amen. So, and then when we pray, that's one aspect of it. So we pray, but whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, and what's the rest of it? Believe that you have them, and you shall have them. So there, that tells us that there's some elements here. There's some things that need to happen because we'll pray and then we'll get all upset. Well, it doesn't do any good. I asked God for this. What was it? His fault? Or was it my fault? Or did I not? You know, and we know that the enemy comes in to kill, steal, and to destroy. So it's sad that he knows more about how things ought to line up in prayer and faith and believing and and various things like that than what we do. And, you know, he's like that um, crooked attorney that's watching for all the loopholes. And everywhere he can say, nope, that's not right. That's not right. Objection they didn't do it right. And God's like, oh man, you know, I'm right here. I want to bless you. I want to do this. Get it right. Get it right. So today I want to talk about some things. I want to look at John chapter 20, verse 31. I, like I said, I've, I've taught a probably a six-week series on this maybe 10 or 12 years ago. But I just want us to look at it in We'll go as far as we can go. We'll stop when we need to stop. You know, three or four hours from now, we should be all right or (laughs) whatever. We'll stop, so don't get nervous. John writes his gospel, the, the gospel of John, comes to the end of the book. Chapter 20, verse 31, he says, But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and... By believing, you may have life in his name. And he says, all this stuff that's written, when you read this, everything, all this has been written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the one sent from God. He's the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you have Zoe in his name. You have this life that i've been trying to tell you about throughout this whole book that's what he's talking about here and what does that mean to us today i mean think about it what does it really mean can that affect us enough that it will change our lives to a point of enough to make us be a little more aware of what we need to do and how we need to pray and and what we need to bring into our lives Believing. Do you believe? Yeah, I believe. Sure, I believe. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe He died, He rose on the third day, He seated at the right hand of the Father. I believe that. How many of you believe that? Amen. That's then we're we're children of God. That's we believe that. But is there a part of our believing that that maybe might not be completely believing, or you know, what does that even mean? What does it even mean? Hmm. So we need to know it because we don't want to participate in it. We don't even want to give access to that because Satan is constantly trying to bring something into your life to cause you to, to doubt just a little bit and to not believe completely. You know, it's like, why he can't do that because I believe. I believe Jesus is Jesus. So do I. So do I. I believe he's the Messiah, the Son of God. And that by believing, you may have, here we go, life. Okay, I believe I have eternal life. I believe that when I die, I'm going to be like my sister. That she went, She's in heaven right now. I be, you know, my parents are there, you know. I believe I'm going to spend eternity, you know, with him. But is that it? Is that it? Is it like a spiritual 401K that we got to get it after we we can only participate in this eternal life when we die? Or is eternal life, is it even active right now? Yeah, Zoe is present now. That's pretty cool. I mean, it has aspects to it. You know, yes, sure, there's a future part of Zoe, of life that's eternal life that I'm going to live forever with him. But this life, Jesus said, but I've come that you might have life, Zoe, and have it to the full. Right now. Hmm, cool. Life in his name. Life in his name. Are we doing that? Sometimes, to a certain degree, man, I wish it was was just in the fullness. Have we ever heard that word, fullness? In the fullness fullness of his riches. Wow. That's where we need to get. We can't afford to settle for less, people. Last week I preached a message about faith. We talked about faith. And the the title of that was, Do Not Settle for Less. And we looked at the king. Remember, the prophet was saying, okay, my last words. This is it. I'm about to die. Grab the bow. Shoot it out the window. It was all type of declaring war on his enemies. And then he said, you know, strike the ground, you know, with the arrows. And he just... He said, and the prophet got so upset, he said, you're only going to have three victories over the Syrians. You should have struck the ground five or six times or until the prophet said, okay, 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 that's enough. Basically, what he was doing was he really didn't believe fully. He believed that what the prophet was telling him he needed to do, so he was obedient, but he was obedient to a certain extent. He believed, but yet he didn't really believe fully or the prophet wouldn't have got mad at him. Are you following what I'm saying? I think that's where we are today. I think we get excited. We come to church. We get excited. We walk out the doors and we're believing, but we're just kind of like, okay, now I got to go back to the real world. What, What? The real world? No, this is the real world. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. This is the reality. Bring this up with this. You are seated in the heavenlies. That's your standing with God. Now, you live on this earth. Your state is you're here, but bring your state up with your standing. This is reality, and whatever needs to happen here on earth, you declare it here on earth. Whatever you bind or prohibit here on earth is going to be prohibited in heaven because this is the reality, and whatever you permit on earth is going to be permitted in heaven it's going to be released because this is your reality this is really where we in him we live and move and have our being do we hallelujah that's it Ah, i'd like to tell you that that's where i live all the time i don't i find myself now like "Whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute come on get up out of this stuff you're back over here where I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be up here in him. i, I got to be in the secret place of the most high. And it's just like, before we realize it, here we are. Hmm. Have life in his name. What does that really mean? Again, it's that word Zoe. We need to take a look at that. It means uh, life in the absolute sense. Okay, what does that mean? What does it mean? And the way that that word's used in the Greek there in the Bible, it means in the absolute sense, it means not qualified. In other words, it doesn't have to be qualified. There's nothing that you can take this this Zoe. This is life as God has it, okay? This is God. This is who he is. This is His his life, okay? Now, I can't qualify that on anything because... Nothing compares to it, nothing produ- nothing gives him that life. So I can't say because of this he had no, he has it. That's, that's who God is. He is, okay? And so nothing qualifies God. He he qualifies other things, but nothing qualifies him. That's the life he's talking about. It's absolute, it's not diminished in any way. You can't diminish God. You can't take anything away from him. You can't, you know, you can't say, okay, whatever, or throw something on him or do something. No, I mean, he's God. He always, he he was, he is, he is to come. Are you following me? This is Zoe. You got it? This is the life. This is life, the life of God. This is this power, this energy, this life energy that's in God. Yeah, I believe in the big boom, you know, big bang theory. I believe that God, you know, everything was formless and, and in and chaos and there was things just floating around everywhere and God spoke, boom! And it was like gravity brought it all together and it began to form. And it formed into worlds. And and God, he, he is that energy. Because you talk about, if you look into that and, and scientists talk about it, they said there was some energy to start with. Well, duh! of course there was it was zoe you see and it started there and that's god that's who he is you don't qualify him he then is is everything it's having unlimited power is also within this zoe Uh, it's I, i made this statement i jotted it down for every need i have there is a corresponding supply in christ in other words the life of christ the zoe of christ is the power you know it's in his name who he is so every need that i have every need every lack every void that i have there's a corresponding supply for that in christ are you y'all aren't getting this today huh? maybe you're just thinking you know maybe it's i don't know if y'all are giving me the evil eye or if you are just thinking real hard i know you're thinking real hard amen hallelujah so man this is some powerful stuff right and to think that it's available to us who are you i'm a child of god the life of god lives in me he's in me and i'm in him i'm in christ hallelujah and so, and nothing qualifies it, life, it's life as God has it. How does God have life? Can anything kill God? No. Anything affect God? Well, we affect him, I think, in a sense that we frustrate him. We can quench the spirit and things like that, but, but as far as this life that he has, this power, this energy, this life-giving uh, energy that's there, we can't do anything, we can't take anything away from that. So here's a fact. I'm going to give you some facts today, okay? And you need to jot these things down. Zoe enables us to believe more. Because if we go back to the text, it says, but these are written that you may believe, there in John 20, 31. These are written that you may believe. We wrote all this out, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, he's the son of God, and that by believing, you may have this zoe this life in his name and so this life in his name this zoe enables us to believe more okay it gives us that we step into it but yet there's a hinge it says that as we believe then the zoe begins to work in us is that making sense you follow me okay So we can have life in his name, and we have life. If you are born again, you are repowered. What happened was that we were dead in our trespasses and sin, but when we believed in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, then you became alive again. You became repowered, regenerated. That energy, that Zoe, came into you, amen? But now, we might have felt some differences, but I don't know if we felt like, man, I... (laughs) You know, I, I'm 10 foot tall and invincible, right? I mean, there's times when we might feel that way, but, but you know, that's the potential is there. What activates that? What brings it to its full attention or, or, or to its full potential? What brings that Zoe to its full potential? Believing. Why did Peter get out of the boat? He saw Jesus walk on the water and he said, well, come here. And he said, Okay. He believed, of course, you say, well, he had faith. Exactly, because faith and believing and faith go together, right, with expectation. So he stepped out of the boat and he began to walk and then he thought, wait wait a minute, you can't walk on water. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, what happened? He stopped believing. And his faith diminished. This, This Zoe that he had, began to diminish because he stopped believing, he started to doubt, faith begins to dwindle, expectation then goes into what you're perceiving as your reality, and his reality was nobody walks on water. That was the reality he stepped back into, and when he stepped into that reality, he began to sink. Are you following me? Okay, so all this stuff has has an effect. You can change the reality that you live in. What? Y'all didn't get that. That went over like a pregnant pole vaulter. I mean, you can change the reality that you live in. Amen. Amen, Walls. <laughs> if someone's going to say amen around here. I'm going to preach till the paint starts to praise God. <laughs> but life as God has it, and that includes life without end. So we know that's the eternal part of Zoe, life without end. So the fact is that Zoe enables us to believe more. It activates this Zoe. It, it begins to bring it to. It rises up. It becomes begins to have the potential that that God has. I mean, is there anything that God can't do? Is there anything that Christ can't do? Well, did He say, "Greater things than these shall ye do"? When they talked about what He did, He said. Hey, I'm, I'm going to the Father. He said, Greater things than these shall you do. So, wait a minute. If there's nothing that God can't do, there's nothing that Christ can't do, then there should be nothing that you and I can't do. But why don't we? Why don't we? Something is limiting that. That's my cry. Lord, what is it? What am I doing wrong? Oh, ye have a little faith. What? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> um, I'm just going to walk in all the faith I have. He said, oh, that would be good, but, you know, you got to believe. I believe. You, do you? Yeah, I thought I did. I, you know, I believe, but we believe, but. That one book said, we've got to get off our butts and, and and go on into the things, you know. Of, but, I believe, but. So, uh This is what happens here this zoe helps us to overcome the thing that hinders us the most so what could this thing what could it be that hinders us more than anything else say it out unbelief if belief brings us to or into the potential of zoe unbelief diminishes it okay now that's simple right belief activates it it brings it up and it increases our faith and and here we are and our expectation because if you really believe something you expect it to happen that's your reality We're back in the 60s uh, some guys got onto an airplane that's when they first started hijacking air. they had this box of uh of uh um, ivory soap or is a box of ivory soap and they said okay we got some c4 in here we're going to blow this airplane up unless you take us to such and such place The pilots looked at it and said, okay, we're gone. They got to the end of it. It was ivory soap. Well, why did they do what the hijackers told them to do? Because they believed that that was a bomb. So their belief affected their reality. And the reality was, if we don't do this, we're going to blow up. But yet there was a different reality because it really wasn't there. But they believed it. So, you know, every day, every second of your life, you're believing something. That's what's so amazing. You are believing something every second of your life. The problem is sometimes it's wrong. Sometimes we have wrong believing. How do we change that? The title of this message is "How to, overcoming unbelief. And you know what? <laughs> that ought to be like, this is it. <laughs> this is everything. I mean, it's like, if we can do that, If you can do that, if you can overcome unbelief, what would stop you? Nothing, as long as it's in God's will. I mean, you know, if it's out of God's will, then it's not going to work. But I mean, if it's in God's will and you believe, what can stop you? All things are possible to him that what? Wow. Go to John chapter 5, verse 26. John chapter... 5, verse 26. Zoe, come, you know, God is the one that has life, and so he's the one then that distributes that Zoe, that life, okay? All right? And so John 5, 26 says, for as the, J- Jesus was saying this. He says, for as the, the Father has Zoe, I'm gonna translate the, where it says life there into the Greek. For as the Father has Zoe in himself, so he also granted the son to have Zoe in himself. And he has given him, the son, authority to judge because he is the son of man. And so the father has Zoe, he gives it to the son, the son now has Zoe, has this life life without end, life that's that's powerful. And so the Father gives it to the Son. And then this, the Son has manifested this Zoe in our world. He brought it here. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 2, John says there in, in 1 John 1, 2, it says, the Zoe appeared. Zoe appeared. The life appeared. We have seen it and testify to it. And we proclaim to you that the eternal life the eternal zoe which was with the father and has appeared to us the zoe that was in god that created all things that's limitless that's um, powerful he gave to his son and it was manifested it came to us through him it's promised to us how by believing Ephesians 4.18 says that the consequences of the fall of man when Adam and Eve sinned, um, they lost that zoe. Remember, God said, if you eat of this fruit, you'll surely die. Die means the life that you have, that life ends, right? So what was God speaking of? He wasn't just talking about just a natural life so much. He was talking about the life that's really important, which is zoe. So he says, if you eat of this tree, you're going to die. The zoe comes to an end in you if you disobey me if you do this that i told you not to well and the devil when he came to eve remember uh you know she said well you know if i eat this I'm gonna die you're not gonna die you're not gonna die in the natural you know he tells you just enough of the truth to deceive you oh you won't surely you won't surely die Because that's a lot of times that's what we're thinking about that's all that's on our mind is just the natural things you know the things around us and that's because that's our reality as we perceive it because that's what we see that's what we sense that's what our senses are telling us rather than what our spirit should tell us and you're not surely die and so she gave to the man and the man ate and you know and so did they die physically no but they died spiritually and we know that that came into the world and zoe then died and so it had to be restored. And so that's when Christ brought it back into the world so that he that believeth, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son who had Zoe, the that, that the father had, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever what? Well, there it is. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but will have what? Zoe. Everlasting life. There it is. Believe. You want to see power? You want to see this, the life of God in your life? Believe. Believe. Sounds so easy, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, man. It's tough. It is so tough. I like to say, you oh, it's nothing. You know, there's some people, there's some preachers that put people down. Oh, you know, you just, you don't have enough faith. You don't have enough faith. The thing is, it's not so much a faith. It's, It's that believing in the expectation that goes along with it because there's this constant battle that Satan is trying to tell you. Oh, yeah, he might do it for Eddie. I don't know if he'll do it for me. So I believe that God can do miracles, and he can do miracles in Eddie's life, and maybe he's done miracles in Eddie's life, so I believe he did it, but I just don't know. Oh, uh uh-oh, there's some unbelief because I'm not believing that he can do it for me. You follow that? Has that ever happened to you? What happens to me? Yes, I believe, Lord, but I know you can. I just don't know if you will. (laughs) Now, wait a minute. So we think we're believing, and we deceive ourselves. I know you can. I just don't know if you will for me because I did this. All the stuff that Satan tells you that you did, and I don't know. I, I don't know who I'm preaching to today. Probably just one or two people need this today. I don't know about you. I know I need it. So the Son manifested this life, this Zoe, that's what John said, into the world, and now then we, mankind, can become participants, partakers of Zoe through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, from believing in him. I, I, I quoted John 3:16. Let me read John 3:15. Jesus is saying this. He goes on and kind of drops into the middle of the verse here. He says, everyone who believes in him, speaking of himself, may have eternal life. And that's when he says, for God, and then he explains, what, because God loved the world so much, that," so he explains it there. But 15 tells, he says, everyone, everyone who believes in him, in that he is the Messiah, everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. Not might, not If you do that, it's not qualifying. You don't have to qualify it. You have it. Hmm. So what's what's necessary in order to have this Zoe, this, this life? Belief. Belief, that's it. That's all you have to have to have this eternal life. So you say, well, then I believe I have eternal life. Yes, we do. The thing is, is that we're walking in degrees of that Zoe. Are you following me? So to the level of my believing is to the level that I'm walking in it and it's manifesting itself around me. If I believe that all that there is to Zoe or eternal life is my, etern- you know, living together with him in heaven one day when I die, that's the only part of that that I'm going to rejoice in that I'm going to look forward to that I'm going to expect. I won't expect it to have any effect on my everyday life. Are you, you understand what I'm saying? Because I'm just thinking it's just for over there. So the degree that I, would you would you agree with this? <laughs> the degree that I appropriate believing is going to determine the degree that I'm going to walk in this eternal life, this Zoe? Now remember what that is. <laughs> Part of it's unlimited power, but it's the life as God has life. That means t- creative type things. Wow. If you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it's going to uproot. It. It's going to do it. Really? How? Believe. If you believe and don't doubt, there it is again. Just go back and look and see how many times you find this word believe associated in these things. We've, thank God that we've had a lot of teaching about our faith and we need to have that. I'm, I'm not diminishing that at all. I'm just trying to tell you that in this epoxy thing that we have, let's say if we can, if we can say that uh, that this... It works as epoxy, and we have faith over here, but we got to have the activator that goes with it that makes it into, you know, the JB Weld that we know. Some of the guys know what JB Weld is. My sister is a beautician, and I know that she activates cert- if mean, she used to do my mom's hair or different ones. And so, if she was going to make some dye or whatever, she put in this and then she put the activator in, right? I mean, so, ladies, you get on in; guys, you hang on to the JB Weld stuff. <laughs> You've got to have something that activates it. But our problem is, is, we've got these two things sitting over here. We're trying to use this, we're trying to use that, and it's not working. It doesn't set up. Hmm. So Jesus said that, you know, in the, there in John 3, 15, everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. So we just have to believe. Now listen to the text again there in John chapter 20, verse 31. And John says, but these things, all this, everything that I wrote here, these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have Zoe in his name. So, really, it's up to us. God has provisionally given to us everything that we need unlimited resources, unlimited power, life to the full, if you will, abundant life according to what we believe. That's a challenge to us. You got to get up every morning and say, okay, come on now, self, believe more today than what you did yesterday. Walk in more Zoe today than what you walked in yesterday. Wow, isn't that cool? Just, and just, I mean, and don't, necessarily like tempt god and do crazy things like the devil was trying to get jesus to well hey well you know just jump off this this cliff here you know it says he'll raise you up don't don't you believe and he said you don't tempt the lord your god that's not what it's about that's not what it's all about by believing you may have life in his name you know turn to john chapter 14. jesus does a little dissertation here that sums up some things that's some powerful scriptures over there when he's talking to his disciples and it really tells us kind of the relevance of believing our believing really is the very foundation of our faith we have faith but something has to be a foundation of it to to really make it come alive okay and so in john chapter 14 verse 10 listen let's just kind of listen in on this conversation as jesus is teaching his disciples because aren't we his disciples today So listen, he said, and I'm reading, I think, from the NIV. He says, don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? And you can kind of underline, if you have something to underline with, or if you have an electronic Bible, you can highlight. But how many times he says believe right here at the first. Verse 10 again. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? That's a question mark. The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me, living with that Zoe life, living in me who is doing his work. Verse 11, believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. He's really trying to get these guys to believe. Verse 12, he says, i tell you the truth he says here i'm going to tell you what the reality is get out of this place come on come into the reality here of what the kingdom of god that i'm trying to share with you i tell you the truth anyone who has faith in me will do what i have been doing they were really impressed about what jesus had been doing He wait a minute i'm trying to tell you believe And he says, at least believe in the evidence there. He says, I'll tell you the truth. Anyone, anyone who has faith in me, which is believing and then having that evidence, that confidence assurance that he is who he is will do what I've been doing. He says, he will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the father. Verse 13, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the son may bring glory to the father. You may ask me for anything in my name or according to his will, and I will do it. Wow. So I kind of summed it up here. He's saying, believe that I am who I am. Believe that what I say, believe me when I say what I say, okay? And then believe that I do believe in the miracles that I do. Believe that I am who I am. Believe that. You know, what I say is, is right and believe in the miracles that I do. And then he goes on there. He says, uh, he, he said, okay, I'm going to tell you the truth. In other words, he says, the spiritual reality is that anyone who has faith in me will do what I do. You believe I, that I do what I do? Okay, then believe it. if you believe in me, then you can do what I do. And then he goes on. He says, and he says, I, I'll do whatever you ask in my name to bring glory to the father. And he says, ask me for anything in my name. I will do it. The bottom line is just believe just believe It's like, oh my goodness, every day, every day, every day I say truly barely barely I say unto you, I tell you the truth believe He's, I'm trying to tell you guys, just believe oh my goodness wow <laughs> How did unbelief affect Jesus? Because it was present. So what effects did it have on Jesus? Hey, he's the son of God, nothing affects him. Oh, really? Oh, really? Let's t- take a look here at a couple of things. Look at, chapter, look at Mark 9.9. Now, 9. I, I, I like this passage of Scripture. You've heard it before. I've used it many times. But let's break it apart. Let's analyze this thing. And man, you got to get this, okay? The disciples had been out there, and, and this man brings his son who's demon-possessed, has convulsions and stuff, and they're trying to get rid of this demon. And they just can't do it. And they're just so overwhelmed and frustrated. And they, they here, now then, they all come before Jesus. Here they come to Jesus. And verse 9 of Mark chapter 9, here's what Jesus says. And it, it, when it's on the page, it's so linear. It's just, you know, because we have this picture because we've seen the movies. You know, they make when they make the movies of Jesus, you know, he's always just so, never smiles. He's pious and never raises his voice. He's just, you know, Jesus, and yes, and I love you, and all that stuff. Really? Yeah. First thing he says is, uh in, in in the niv it says oh unbelieving generation he's like you unbelieving generation i mean here they come they got a problem and the kids you know a, a demon's in him, throwing him around jesus says, you unbelieving generation because <laughs> think about it every day every day every day he's trying believe 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 me when i tell you believe me when i tell you i'm telling you the truth believe me and he's teaching multitudes and everything and here they come and he says. Oh, I'm believing generation. How long shall I stay with you? <laughs> how long am I going to be here with you? They're like, I don't know. You're only like in your 30s. <laughs> He's like, oh, how long am I going to stay here? How long am I going to be here with you? How long shall I put up with you? Really? Oh, wait a minute. Was that Jesus? He just looked at him and said how long am i going to put up with you really hey do you want jesus to (laughs) get in your face and say you know how long i have to put up with you i've had him tell me that before i don't know about you but that kind of like oh boy okay you want to go back to bed and let's try this again (laughs) it's not him it's us wait a minute what what's up with jesus he's having to deal with their unbelief Everybody out there, and he's been telling them and telling them and telling them and telling them again. But here they come. And what's the problem? The root problem is they don't believe. He says, Oh, you unbelieving generation. How long am I gonna stay here? I'm not in other words, I'm not gonna be here forever. How long do I have to put up with you? I'll just get out of here now. <laughs> wow, that's Jesus talking. He says, Bring the boy to me. Gabe, we need to put that scene in the drama. And you need to get with, you need to pull your wig off and throw it down. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we need to show people what Jesus really had to say, what he thought. What frustrated Jesus? What really frustrated him? It didn't frustrate him that the food was cold or what, you know, whatever, or the bed was hard, or none of that stuff. What frustrated him was, you, oh my goodness, come on, you unbelieving generation, this is crazy. Wow. So what effect did unbelieving have on Jesus? It frustrated him. (laughs) Let me tell you, one person in the world you don't want to frustrate is Jesus, all right? I mean, that ought to be a pretty good clue, you know. The other thing is, is that he marveled at their unbelief. In other words, he was like, oh, I mean, if, if Jesus could say this, I don't think he would say I can't believe this. <laughs> he wouldn't say that. How many times do we say I can't believe it? I mean, but he was totally amazed. I mean, when something amazes the son of God, then it's pretty incredible, right? In other words, like oh, the, I am sorry. I mean, I'm so surprised. I'm so amazed at what's happening after everything that I've done. Look at uh, here here's another place where it, it says that he marvelled and Mark chapter 6, verse 6. Peter was the one that transcribed to Mark. Mark wrote down what Peter had to say as he was telling him some of the things. And Peter, I think, finally caught this thing. Mark chapter 6, verse 6, from the New King James Version, it says, talking about Jesus, it says, And he marveled because of their unbelief. He marveled. He was greatly surprised. You amaze me! (laughs) I am so... you, you just absolutely amaze me. You don't believe. He um, he marveled at their unbelief. What, you, and that's why he was like, believe me when I tell you. And they'd like, okay. And he'd tell them, they go, okay. And, <laughs> it's a holy roller right there. That water's got some life in it. It's got some zoe to it. <laughs> it's an active sermon wherever the water source flying off the pulpit. <laughs> I mean, just, he would tell them, he'd look at them and say, now, verily verily i say unto you i'm telling you the truth hear what i'm saying to you you know believe me when i tell you and they go okay and he tell them they go okay well well when is and then they go right back and repeat the question he's like he's trying to get a little sleep in the boat they're crossing over he's done done all these miracles he was just wore out he's sleeping in the boat storms comes up don't bother him the disciples oh, oh my goodness what are we gonna do what are we gonna do they've been with jesus all this time you know and all this stuff happened and they're just afraid. so they finally wake him up and he goes you have little faith you, your faith is so little can't you believe for anything and he spoke to the <laughs> to the wind and the waves and you know cease i bet he was i mean i bet he turned around and stop it <laughs> and he's like Went back and laid down. <laughs> Went back to sleep. It's like I mean, you know, it'd be like your kids bothering you. You know, it's like, Ugh! are you ever going to get this? Hey, I know you're saying, what kind of Jesus is this that Pastor Paul's preaching? I'm trying to tell you, this is the Jesus in the Word. I mean, he got so, ag- but this was what aggravated him was unbelief. Now, if it aggravated him then, do you think it aggravates him now? People, we can't afford to try to live this life, fight the battles that we are fighting, put up with what the devil's throwing at us, and aggravate Jesus and the Father at the same time. I mean, my goodness. (laughs) No wonder we can't walk in victory. Because the one that's there to help us you know the one that brings us life and life and Jesus and life to the full. It's eternal. It's Zoe. You can have this. The thief comes to steal, kill, and I've come. Come on, believe me. I've come to give you the best. They go, really? <laughs> the other thing is, unbelief hindered Jesus. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter thirteen, verse fifty-eight. Remember. He'd been doing all kinds of miracles. He goes back to his hometown. He goes in there and he teaches one, one book. There's different recordings of this, and it kind of brings it out different ways. He goes into the synagogues like he always does to go in. He reads there, you know, Isaiah. And he says, The Spirit of God is upon me, you know. And he does all those things, set the captives free and all this. And he closes the book, and he begins to teach them and talk. And they're like, Who is this? Wait a minute. Isn't this Joseph's son? The carpent- the carpenter's son. Uh, I mean, isn't his his brothers James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And uh, aren't his sisters among us? Isn't this Mary's son? Well, who does he think he is? <laughs> he just told him who he was. And it says, and uh, look at what it says here in Matthew. Uh, well, what did I say? Matthew 13, 58. At the bottom line says, now he did not do many mighty works there because of their what? Unbelief. Unbelief. It hindered the miraculous power of God. It hindered Zoe. What does? Unbelief. If it hindered it then, do you think it hinders it now? And who do we get mad at? God. Well, God, why didn't you do it? You, If you could hear him... He said, You unbelieving generation. You don't need the, the cross and the shield of faith. You got blue cross and blue and, and blue shield or whatever it is, you know? <laughs> we don't need those things anymore. We don't need the power of God. You know, it might take away my whatever it is. Nah, I'm just telling you what I've been hearing from him. He's a little upset. Just want you to know. A little upset. <laughs> What do we got to do about our unbelief? I don't know if I've got enough time to tell you all this, but we've got to at least take a look at it so you can be talking to the Lord about it. So he goes on down there, you know, in verse 19 where he's all upset with him you unbelieving generation and he's like how long am i gonna have to stay with you how long do i have to put up with you bring the boy here in verse 20 it says so they brought him bring he, they brought the boy to him and when the spirit saw jesus if anybody believes in jesus that he's the son of god that he's the devils believe it and when the spirit saw jesus oh my goodness that's not exactly what it says here but that's what was going on it says it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion he fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, he said, How long has, this been, has he been like this? From childhood, is what the father said. And his father went on to say, in verse 22, has often thrown him into the fire or water to try to kill him. But, now get this. His father says, But if you can do anything, just take pity on us. Don't we think, see, we think God responds to our pity. We think God responds to our need, right? What, you're afraid to answer that. We think God responds to our, 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 this great need that we have in our life. Well, we know that Jesus looked on him. He had compassion. That compassion moved him, but something else is what actually manifests the miracles. What moves God? You, don't, you can whine and you can just cry and talk about how bad it is. And God said, okay, yeah, but come on, come on, come on, come you know on. You know what I need? You know what I need? You know what I need? You've got to release me into your situation. What's going to release God into that situation? What's going to release the Zoe, the, the mighty work of God into that situation? What's going to release it? Belief. Believing. And so he's asking the Father. He's, well, first of all, he was like, Man, how long has he been like this? He said, from birth. And he's, and he's telling him how bad it is. And he says, if you can just do anything, just, just have pity on us. And, like, and that made Jesus mad. Like, that's it? Your son right now is rolling on the, in the dirt, foaming at the mouth. Now, I mean, he didn't just instantly... When the boy, when the demon started doing that, he didn't go over and grab him and just instantly do it. He starts having a conversation with the father. The boy boy's blowing <laughs> all around. You know, I mean, can you picture this? I mean, can you imagine everybody looking at him? Why don't he do something? Why don't he? And he said, "How long has he been like this?" The boy's. This is what we need to have a scene of, right? We really have a scene like this, you know. And Jesus, how long has he been like this? And oh, from birth really yeah oh yeah sometimes it throws him into the fire and into the water to try to kill him and jesus says really and he says yes and if you could just do anything if you could do anything just have pity on us and jesus says if you can't if you can if you can he repeated the guy's word in the Greek. he repeats what the guy the man said the father said if you can do anything now can jesus do anything but what did the guy said if If, which means there's got to be some doubt there, some unbelief there somewhere. If, and here he goes, and it seems so humble and contrite and so pious, not to just ask for anything, but just if you can't do anything, just have pity on us. Okay, just, okay, I have pity on you. Oh, it's so bad. I'm so sorry that that's happening. Walk (laughs) off. You know, I mean, he could have done that, right? Okay, you get what you ask for. Okay, here's some pity. Oh, there's your pity, all right. I mean, (laughs) he wasn't like that, though. I I could have done that. (laughs) But Jesus says, um, he says, if you can, if you can, everything is possible to him who believes. Wow. Immediately, the father, and this is like he exclaims and crying, he's crying out, I believe, but help my unbelief. He recognized something. He said, I believe, I believe that it's possible. Man, I have been here so many times. It's sad. I get emotional about it. I believe, What I believe you can do, you know, and man, just go down the list and tell everything that we know that Jesus has done and what he can do. I believe, but now then this situation, I'm so involved in it. My emotions are attached to this. I've seen this kid all of his life. I've seen this demon all of, the, all of his life, you know, throw him into the fire, throw him into the water. And, you know, you know, I, I believe you could do that. I, I believe you healed blind people. I believe you... Help my unbelief. In other words, he says, the Greek brings it out, give me the power to overcome my unbelief. He's crying out. If you see the emotions, man, I have busted this thing apart. Believe me, I have spent hours on this thing. And he says, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. Help me overcome my my unbelief. So he's saying, I don't have it within me. Have you ever had a problem? Maybe you've had an addiction. Well, it got real quiet then, didn't it? <laughs> Maybe you've had an addiction, and you've tried to deal with it. You've tried to deal with it, and you try to deal with it. And somebody else says, well, I did this, and I did that. And I believe you did, but, man, I'm having a hard time here. I can't get over this thing. How I many you know what I'm talking about? And you've done everything, but you just can't get under it. <laughs> so you say, and you cry, give me, help me to overcome this thing. I believe it can happen. Just help me in my weakness to overcome it. And that's what he's crying out to. He recognizes the gravity of the the fact that, look, this is what's keeping the whole miracle from happening is my unbelief. So here we go again. I'm knocking water off. (laughs) Having a powerful sermon. Pastor knocked the water off three times. (laughs) Let it roll. (laughs) Roll roll would you see that it rolled all the way over there (laughs) if if you can i believe jesus if you can everything is possible to him who believes so it's kind of like so here it is don't look at me It's possible to him who believes everything's possible to him who believes So it's kind of like Jesus is thrown back. So what are you going to do? Are you going to believe or not believe? And that's when the guy cries out with emotions. And he says, I believe, but help my unbelief. Every one of us in here today, we believe. We believe that he's the son of God. We believe that he loves us unconditionally, that he went to... The the cross he went to the whipping post. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. By his stripes we are healed. I believe that. Oh Lord, will you will you heal that, that one thing there? It was in Machacos, Africa, preaching a sermon. And all of a sudden, I got this compassion. It was a, I knew it was, a, it was a spirit thing. And I'd had a hip replacement at that particular time. And it was, this was like 2000. I had my first hip replaced. I got two hip replacements. Not quite this $6 million man, but it's, that's up there pretty good. But anyway, uh, I had this compassion for people with hip pain. I thought, I wasn't even preaching along that line, but I was given an invitation and various things. And I just had this overwhelming compassion and I began to feel the pain that I had felt in my hip and the Holy Spirit spoke to me to pray for those that have hip pain. So I was obedient. I said, you know, if you're here today and you have pain in your hip, of course they're translating, because I'm thinking, okay, well, there might be somebody here, let's deal with this and we'll go on. And I want to tell you, probably about 30% of of the audience raised their hand and I'm telling you, You know, there, that was probably 300 people in the, inside the church, I don't know how many were outside the church, raised their hand, I'm going, whoa, couldn't believe it. And I knew the agony, I knew the pain, I'd lived that pain for years before I had a hip replacement. Thank God I had the best surgeon, the one that wrote the book on hip replacements. I, had, I went to the Methodist Hospital, I believe the best hospital on the face of the earth. I had the best of the best, and God opened it up for me. That's how he met my need, and I saw that. I'm looking out here, and I'd been to the hospital in Machacos. They wouldn't use that for an animal clinic. And I'm just, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, these people don't have the opportunity that I had i thought lord i know you did that for me and i know that was a miracle how you opened that up and provided that for me he provided that for me and i said lord if you don't touch them they won't have that and he says do you believe and so i'm like i'm going all this stuff you know goes through your mind i said yeah lord i, I know you're able he says oh yeah i'm able do you believe i <laughs> like Lord, I know you're able, <laughs> I know you can do this, you know, I'm, all this stuff, and I'm trying to, and he says, I can do it, but do you believe I will do it? That's the million dollar question. So in that minute, standing there, heaven and earth, questions open, just like Jesus is standing there looking at the Father. Come on, everything's possible, him that believes. How long are you going to let him roll around in the dirt? And I said, Lord, I believe. Asked people to come forward. We prayed for them. I want to tell you, people that barely could walk began to dance. Wow. Wow. And I thought... First thing I thought was, Lord, why, why don't you do this in America? <laughs> you know, and that's when he says, I don't have to. They got insurance, you know, whatever. And, but I began, I saw that, and, and later on as I was praying and thanking God for that, he says, so what, what happened? I'm like, oh, well, Lord, you just. He said, no, but what happened? What, where was the switch? What was the difference? Till I finally, I'm not, I'd like to say, oh, yes. And I'm like, okay, because I'm going back over, and I thought, well, you know, they just accepted they didn't know what was the difference and I said I believed they believed they believed they when they came because I'd asked them what do you want God to do for you do you believe because I, I had a, and they did I'm telling you those that believe they walked away and some of them were walking and leaping and praising God people believe and it just sounds so easy to stand up here and talk about it I fight it every day of my life, every second of my life. You say, well, pastor, well, you you just need to pray. (laughs) Come on, tell me all about what I need to do. Yeah, you that had no sin, you thought, go ahead, I'm gonna pass out rocks, go ahead and throw them at me. You know, (laughs) all you that believe so much. I'm just telling you people, this is a reality. This is where, we got a problem here. And we need to learn how to deal with it. I'm gonna talk more about this next Sunday. We're gonna go into some depth on this thing about how to overcome Unbelief that I believe it's going to change our life. I think it'll change our prayers. I think it'll change Our dealings Do we need that? But do we want that? Are we willing to pay the price for that? Hmm Now let me just throw in add something a little PS on that when I said are you willing to pay the price for that? some of the greatest Battles that I've ever fought in my life. The greatest price that I've ever paid. Physically, financially, emotionally, in my family. And various other things have been when I have stood my ground. And said I believe. And I'm not going to come out of that believing. And that's where when I read Ephesians 6. When he says, when you've done all to stand, stand. When you believe and you take that stand and you say, I believe and I'm not giving. The thief comes. The thief comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. If you're serious about it, you'll see great things happen. You know, we got to quit. I got to stop. It's 1205. No football games are on, but it's still 12.05. I know you, but I got to share this. Zoe, this wonderful thing. Zoe, this life, the life as God has it. It's so wonderful, but you know what? It's it's blessings, but it's not necessarily along our convenience and for our circumstances. Does that make sense? In other words, see, (laughs) we do have, well, I was going to say we have a parallel universe, but some of you would take that in some really weird ways, but, I mean, it's kind of like we do, in a sense, because here we are walking, you know, and everything's happening, and over here, Paul said, in him we live and move and have our being, but it's like, you know, my circumstances over here, they might get a little tough. That's why he says the trial of your faith works perseverance, works patience. Perseverance, which means to continue doing something in spite of difficulty. So you might be going through hell, literally. I mean, all the gates of hell, everything that hell has to offer might be thrown at you. But when you still say, I believe, I believe, pretty soon the gates of hell shall not prevail. Are we getting that? See, because we we think it's just so... we we got the drive-through mcdonald's drive through lane for our christianity i'm believing where is it i got right now. oh man you were you were 12 seconds too late you know that's how we want god to do it we pray we believe okay well where is it well um principalities and powers in high places are ruling and battling like they did with daniel for 21 days prevented the answer from getting there but daniel stayed on his face before god believing oh y'all ain't getting this You're not getting this. I'm not, I'm. what I'm telling you is, it's not always convenient in this realm with our circumstances, but I want to tell you, it pays off dividends in eternity in the spiritual realm. Amen. If we want, really want revival, you see, today when we sang that song, God was among us. I could just see him among us. And I just, I could just, and I thought, oh Lord, don't say to us, you unbelieving generation. Because you know what? That's what we are today. That's what the body of Christ basically is today. I mean, we believe, but yet we're like the guy who said, but help my unbelief. And when we get humble before God, when we really get humble before God, and we confess that we need help to overcome our unbelief, then he'll open up and show us what we need to do. I want to finish talking about that next Sunday. I knew I couldn't get it all in today. But did anybody get anything out of this so far? (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. You know, there's sometimes you you preach and teach sermons. I live this sermon, okay? And I live it every day. And the thing is, people, we got to live it every day. You got to live it every day. We got to get to the point of where we believe And no matter what happens, it doesn't matter what anybody else around you believes, you got to believe it because everybody's believing something. Oh, and and here's the whole thing. Isn't this it? Well, you know, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere. Well, the terrorists on 9-11 were sincere. (laughs) Where did that get us? They believed wrong, okay? So, hey, don't give me that stuff. That's a lie from the devil. You know, well, they were sincere. Well, yeah, they were sincere. So were the ones that crucified Jesus. They were sincere too, but it wasn't right. So we got to believe rightly. Okay, I, well, I got to stop. I got to stop. Woo. <laughs> come on, stand with me. This... You got to come back next week. We got... I feel like Mr. T. I got a lot of mo. <laughs> I got a lot of mo. Okay, let's pray. Father, help us. Help us. Let us open ourselves up to you. Holy Spirit, search us and know our ways. See if there be any wicked way. I see unbelief as a wicked way because that's what frustrated Jesus. That's what hindered Jesus. That's what totally caught him on, surprised him, amazed him. Search us. Reveal it to us. Give us a desire that we want to walk in your ways. Lord, we need to believe without doubt. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. We can't afford, we can't afford that. Lord, I ask that you give me the, the anointing to break it down just in a simplistic way that we can understand it. Because Father, we've got to deal with this thing. The day and hour that we're living in, we can't afford to miss miss it. I believe revival's coming. When we catch this one truth, <laughs> when we catch the truth of right believing, it's going to revive us. It's going to revive. It's going to hit revival. It's going to just pour out of this place, change hearts and lives and families and businesses and. Gonna break out. Do it, Lord. Do it. We have to open ourselves up, revive us, restore us to the point of where we believe unconditionally. We just believe. That happens. That's why the disciples went and even being martyred, one being filleted alive, he wouldn't change, he believed, he wouldn't change his belief. It turned some guys that ran from him in the garden to those that stood up to persecution and martyrdom. Believe. Believing. Change us. Change us. Change me, God. Change me. When we all cry that out, it's going to happen. If you're here this morning and you haven't taken the first step in believing that he is the Son of God, that he came to give that life to us. If you're not sure that you're a Christian, if you're not sure that you're going to spend eternity with him, just raise your hand right now. I'd like to just pray with you. If, you're, if you haven't taken that step of believing, get this life, this Zoe, get it started. Let it be born again. Let it be rebirthed into you. Amen. Maybe you're here today and you said, Pastor, I had some setbacks in my life and because of it, yeah, I I kind of stopped believing in the sense I can see where I mean I believe I believe God's God I believe Jesus is the Son of God I believe those things but but because of those things now as I look at it I I kind of stopped believing some I, I I took a step back at that setback I took a step back if that's you you don't have to raise your hand but right now before God say God revive me restore me forgive me where i doubted you restore help me overcome my my unbelief help me overcome my unbelief father that's our cry today hallelujah amen 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 let me tell you that's going to be the message next week is help me overcome my unbelief i want you to pray this week every day That you, when you get up as you're praying before the Lord, say, Lord, help me overcome my unbelief. I hope we fill this place next week with no unbelief in the house. Everybody believing. I want to tell you what, because what said the early church, when they were all assembled and they were in one mind and one accord, in agreement, in other words, they were all believing, said that the place they were gathered was shaken. Shake this old house. Hallelujah. Shake this house. Come on, shake us up, God. Amen. 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 Well, give somebody a hug and a handshake and and, uh, join us Wednesday night if you can. Come next Sunday. Bring somebody that needs to believe. We're going to get them saved, get them healed, get them changed. Amen. Love you. God bless you. Thanks for coming today.